Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Playmaker. Hi, I'm Chloe, and this is The Playmaker. One story every day to make sense of the world of football. Today, why Jorginho is a controversial candidate for this year's Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or is an award run by France Football Magazine. Since 1956, it's recognised the best male footballer on the planet. That's the theory, anyway. And after winning the Champions League, the Euros and the FIFA Men's Player of the Year, you'd think that Chelsea's Jorginho would be a dead cert to win it this December. Admittedly, he doesn't play in Spain and he's not called Cristiano or Lionel, so it won't be plain sailing. One of those two have picked up the trophy every year by one since 2008. It's also difficult for a midfielder to win what's considered the most valuable individual prize in football. Only Luka Modric has managed to do that since 2000. And players for English clubs often don't get a look in. Cristiano Ronaldo won it while he was playing for Manchester United in 2008. Before that, the last person to play in England and win was Michael Owen for Liverpool in 2001. So, as you can see, it's going to be tough. But given Jorginho's accomplishments over the past 12 months, the fact that this is even a debate shows just how misunderstood he is. He wrote an article for the Players' Tribune in which he says that he's been written off at every stage of his career. But that didn't stop him being angry at how he was disliked by Chelsea supporters when he first arrived at the club, as well as being written off as slow or lazy. He's very good. How many assists has he got this season? Around 2,000 passes, no assists. Like, he's, it's not like he could, he's not a great, a great defender. Once a game gets like this against the big teams, he gets overrun in midfield. He's got, he can't run. So he doesn't give you anything defensively. That was Rio Ferdinand talking about Jorginho while Maurizio Sarri was in charge at Chelsea. But Sarri knew what he was doing. He brought Jorginho with him from Napoli because he was such a crucial cog in his well-oiled machine. And Sarri achieved a club record points total in Serie A during each of the three seasons he was at Napoli. And he ended on 91 points in his last before moving to Chelsea. Since he left, things have gone downhill. Last season, Napoli finished with 77 points, and the year before, they only got 62. I'm not a fan of Jorginho. I've seen him play for Napoli. Napoli were a good side, and I looked at their team, and when I'm picking out players, Jorginho would have been the eighth or ninth player I'd have picked out their team as the most important player. Mm. I can't see what Sarri sees in him quite as much. He's not athletic. If you saw him playing the, the community... So why does Jorginho get overlooked? In some ways, it's understandable. You could easily watch Chelsea on match of the day and not even see him. He's what the Italians call a regista. You're not supposed to see him. The word means conductor in Italian, like in an orchestra. So a regista directs the play. He's the driving force and dictates the tempo of the attack. Andrea Pirlo is the most famous example of a regista. He's not a holding midfielder. He doesn't help out the defence and he doesn't run box to box. 
And in his autobiography, Pirlo explains that it is his job to find a space where he can move freely. Then he says he takes the ball, gives it to a teammate, teammate scores. Simple really, but it's not something that's really common in English football. In fact, when asked recently about Leeds midfielder Calvin Phillips being given the nickname the Yorkshire Pirlo, the Italian said that in England, you've always had box-to-box midfielders like Frank Lampard. And so it makes sense then that during his reign as Chelsea boss, Frank Lampard didn't work well with Jorginho. And Jorginho recently told the press he didn't think Lampard had enough experience for the job. I would be okay with this. But the fact is coming from one of the players who I don't think was particularly great under Frank and I don't think Frank particularly rated him. I just don't like it because players have got no idea what coaching's all about. It is absolutely the opposite and nothing to do with what you do as a player. Uh, And so I just hate it that players come out and and say things like that. Um, Lampard wasn't the only one, though. Even Antonio Conte ignored the talents of Jorginho when he was in charge of the Italian national team. And under Frank Lampard, Jorginho could have just given up playing in England. Italian sides would have been falling over themselves to sign him. Yet just as he must have been reaching the end of his tether, in came Thomas Tuchel. He had the longest unbeaten start of any Chelsea manager, going 13 matches before he lost. He's made Jorginho one of his most important players, playing him 29 times in 34 games. Tuchel wants to win the ball back higher up the pitch and he uses Jorginho to move the ball quickly. He says Jorginho organises the environment around him, which then allows him to show his true abilities and control the rhythm of a game. It sounds very much like Tuchel sees Jorginho as a conductor of the play, a regista. Tuchel says Jorginho allows others to shine and he's always thinking one or two passes ahead. For a coach like him, intelligence in the centre of the park is essential. What I would say straight away is Jorginho has been excellent this season. Now, teams are having to change their system, maybe their style at times, to counteract Jorginho. So that shows how good a player he is and how well, how important he's been to Chelsea. Even though Jorginho has won major European trophies for both club and country and has been unconditionally praised by Tuchel, there will still be those who don't get the way that he plays, even if he does win the Ballon d'Or at the end of the year. And that's okay. Football is a game of opinions. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Thanks for listening to The Playmaker with me, Chloe Beresford. It's a brand new podcast here at Tortoise. We'll talk about football's magic moments, what could have been, what should have been, and what nearly was. But most of all, we'll tell stories. To hear more podcasts from Tortoise, why not subscribe to The Sense Maker? One new story every day to make sense of the world. Available now on all podcasting platforms. Today's episode was written by me, Chloe Beresford, and produced by Imi Harper. The Playmaker.